Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blind Spots Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Mark Carrison, who is the CEO of NewNet Technologies, which has offices not just in the USA, but also in the UK, Germany, and Malaysia, and recently received and won the Gold Award in Cybersecurity for Global Excellence. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you, Birgit. Thanks for having me. Yes, and on this podcast are certainly successful CEOs but also those willing to share their blind spots. I happen to know you dropped out of college and then you could say you went sailing halfway around the world before you then went into the corporate world. And within five years of internal sales at a company, you were promoted to global VP of sales then that company sold. Then you started your company yourself, learned some hard lessons, but still succeeded and sold it before you started this one. And now in this one, you've grown over 600% in the last five years and you have sustained profitability despite COVID. So what do you attribute to your success? What a great intro. So thank you for that. So yeah, born and raised in the leafy home counties of, uh, of the UK, educated here, as you say, you know, never the greatest student. And in fact, I was anxious to just get out into the, the big wide world and uh, enthusiastic young 20-year-old decided that I wanted to go and, and travel. So I think that's where it really all started for me. I ended up crewing a 90-foot gaffery schooner of all things from North Africa, the Canary Islands actually, which is just off the coast of North Africa, to New Zealand. So about halfway around the world, it was a nine-month trip. And if, if you know anything about boats, the gaffery schooner is a big lump of a thing. It, it looks a bit like a galleon. It's, it's mm. a real, yeah, it's a real handful to, to manage, but never really lived away from home at that stage, let alone been at sea for that long. So that was a really interesting period. And so being at sea for that length of time really did give me a lot of time to, I guess, think, I suppose in some ways you could call it something of a voyage of discovery in in many ways. But going back to the question itself, for me, the big, if you call it a secret, one of the sort of critical elements of this is to find something that you love and that you love because it challenges you academically and professionally. Now, when I say that, it doesn't necessarily have to be a passion. I think one of the big mistakes, particularly young leaders make, is they feel like they need to find something they're really passionate about. I know plenty of people that have started businesses based on something they're passionate about. And the thing that they were passionate about quickly becomes their job. I don't. I was never in a million years did I ever think I would build my career in tea. But when I discovered this industry, it fascinated me and it, it challenged me both uh, on an academic level, professional level, and also a creative level. So, so I think that find something that you that you love. And when I define that, I define it by those things really. You talk about passion. I mean, the you know the thing that really I love to do outside of is is coach soccer. And in fact, I helped to launch and build one of Southwest Florida's largest youth soccer clubs. And that people say to me, well, how on earth do you, do you find the time to, uh, yes. to do that? Yeah, running a business and, and all that. But it's critical because it's it's the thing that I do that really, it's, it's, the, it's the, the mind floss, it's the mental floss outside of the sort of day-to-day stresses and struggles of, of trying to run a business. So I think by separating this thing that you're, you're passionate about from something you love, it's not a bad place to start. Let's just, just leave it there. 
So Mark, I do wonder though, how much of your success has to do with number one, of course, the sailing that you had to overcome a lot of obstacles, but I mean, you manage this passion of yours with the soccer programs of over 1300 kids and they don't report to you and they're not worried about you firing them, but yet you manage to grow this club and continue with that. And then you yourself have had over 50 police plus contractors and that's not easy to manage. And how do you do that? Yeah. Again, great, great question. For me, it all starts with with the vision. Where do we want to go? Why? And what does it mean to everybody in this relationship? You know, if it's in business, what does it mean to our customers and our staff? If it's in the coaching role, then what does it mean for the kids? You know, what, what are we here to do? What do we want to achieve? And what can we expect in the interim? What does the journey look like? And I found that if you consistently and redefine, define and redefine, find the vision that helps and it helps with recruitment and and retention because there will be some tough times in whatever it is whether you're sailing or whether you're coaching soccer or you're trying to run a business it can be a slog so i think if you've if you can always fall back on to the vision that everybody's excited about that everybody is bought into and everybody is is signed up for can really really get you through as a startup recruitment was always a huge challenge now now we're a bit bigger it has become easier but i've found that even if you bring good people in good people will typically only stay and contribute if they really believe in in the journey okay so it sounds like you were just born and and everything flowed easily i was of course wondering did you have a blind spot as a leader in leading people and did you discover this because you had retention issues or what what were some of your struggles as a leader? Well, I think I think that's it. I mean, I think that it talk about the successes. I mean, I in fact feel like we as a business and me personally have failed regularly, often and and, and regularly. And one of the things that we have done within the business and something that I've quite sort of passionate about, I suppose, is redefining your relationship with with failure. Um, we talk a lot about this sort of black box thinking idea. You know, the the sort of aircraft approach to review the data and the information associated with anything that went wrong in order to learn from it and to improve. So that fear of failure was definitely something that I think in the early days was was a hindrance. We, I think we, we and, and I, and I think lots of young leaders do everything they can to avoid failing. But in fact, if you redefine your relationship with it and see it for, for what it is, which is, you know, if you're trying to grow and if you're pushing the, the envelope and if you're trying new things, then you will inevitably fail. But if you see that as a, for what it is, which is a, a really great learning experience, then it, it can be invaluable. And um, you know, t- to the point that we have this sort of bottom-up strategy. So when we when we think about the business, when we think about growing the business, we all we need is good big ideas and the courage to, to to get started. And we understand that it will be an iterative process. We understand that we'll make mistakes and we'll have to make adjustments along the way. But we will, you know, if, we, if we've got a sort of broad idea as to where we want to get to, then eventually, inevitably, if you've got the right attitude and a bit of staying power and a bit of grit, you'll you'll likely as not get there. Well, I like that analogy with the black box and, and part of the strategy of your success sounds like being willing to fail. So are there any additional learning lessons or, or failures that you learned from as a leader in terms of managing people? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there are obviously there's, there's loads, you know, I mean, there's just a never ending long list. I think one of the big lessons that has come through experience is to own it and to take accountability for any situation and almost this sort of conscious leadership approach, which is, I think it's human nature and it's typical in organizations to look for somebody to blame when something goes wrong 
what we you know and certainly we we we've been guilty of that over you know in, in in the past and i think one of the things that we've done more recently which has been a great help is there are there nobody's to blame we want everybody to feel like they can try new things you know give things a go and if mistakes happen then mistakes happen and i and i think that if you from a sort of leadership concept if you if you take the view that these things happen through the business you know they happen through me and through the business and every situation that we're presented with is an opportunity to get better uh, to improve something to slicken something up then that's been a great to a different way of thinking and it's been it's been a, a, an important shift in in mindset in a way of thinking which has proven to be really helpful very good well i think that that's certainly an interesting perspective and back to your point that would allow a culture where people feel safe to fail but at the same time be responsible for making it making something good out of it so to speak so as we start to wrap up the show i happen to know of course again you're you're succeeding so you're hiring people right now you've got lots of great things that are happening with your company but mainly it's done by serving other companies so if people want to know more about you i'll put it in the description it's newnettechnologies.com and i'll put the link also to the job openings you have, but we came out of COVID and and in UK, you you guys are still dealing with a lot of it, even though I know you you also been in Florida a lot of the year. But any parting words for leaders in terms of managing through crisis? I think don't take it too seriously. I know it can feel pretty serious at times, and you mm. know people aren't having an awful lot of fun. But the, the magic happens when you're in the flow, and that happens when you're fundamentally having you know fun. So how so however tough it might appear trying to not not try too hard don't get too bogged down yeah check us out uh, on the website we are recruiting we're always looking for good people there is a recruitment page on the on our website so go ahead and check that out and uh, if you do need to know anything at all about cybersecurity and how we should be thinking about cybersecurity currently then um, reach out and we'd be absolutely delighted to touch base and help where we can Yes. And Mark, when we talked to you, agree to, and it's on their website too, that to give a free assessment for anyone who first contacts you. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Anybody who's concerned in any way, shape or form, jump on the website, reach out. If you want to mention me by name, we'll know where it came from and we'll make sure we look after you for sure. Fantastic. You manage so many people and then you have your passion and, and you continue to succeed and launch products. So I appreciate you being on the show and sharing some of your key leadership success tips. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you, Birgit.